Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. On today's show, our guest is a Bikram yoga teacher located in the Delta Sports Dome, County Limerick, Ireland. After hearing a lot about this particular yoga, I decided to give it a try and see what all the fuss was about. While doing the class, I was amazed how hot the room was and also discovered a lot about my body regarding balance, flexibility, how to deal with the heat. And after doing a few minutes of this class, was amazed with the amount of sweat that was coming down while doing these complex yoga positions during the class. When the class had finished, I was benefiting hugely from doing the class. And our guest today is Laura Allen, and her website is bikramyogalimerick.ie. Hello and welcome to the show, Laura. How are you doing? Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. When did you discover Bikram Yoga yourself? Well, actually, I discovered it eight years ago. So I was living and working in Canada. So I was working in Vancouver, Canada. And um, I just stumbled across a studio, basically. Um, there's lots of yoga studios in Canada. And next thing, I just stumbled across the hot yoga studio. And that was it. I, just, I loved it. I tried the, my first class. I didn't know what to expect. It was a shocker, as you would imagine, you know, like you don't know what to expect sometimes when you're first class. And, uh, but that's, I just found the benefits from it so incredible. I just kept going back. And eight years later now I'm teaching and running the studio in Newark. So it's amazing how, how things can happen, you know. And when you discovered it, were you looking for holistic therapies or was it just something you just came across? Well, I was definitely looking to try yoga, but I've never tried an actual yoga class before that. I am a massage therapist myself, so I would know a lot about the body and you know injuries and stuff like that. And I would have had back problems and wrist problems. From just so I wanted to just see if anything would work. And um, I tried the the Bikram, and I couldn't believe it. I had no, especially in my wrist, I had no wrist pain for like a few days after trying like a few first few classes, and then that feeling of like having no pain just kept me going back for more and then you you find that you change that you keep going for different reasons you know you feel so good after even mentally you know so yeah it's incredible and the wrist pains and back pains was that from massage work or other work yeah well that would have been uh, the wrist primarily from massage therapy basically yeah but i would have injured it um in the past as well so it was a mix of both really and back problems just injuries <laughs> in the past as well but at the same time, through any consistent practice like that, it will help any type of yoga, but I found the hot yoga um, specifically beneficial for me, personally, yeah. When you entered it the first time, what were you thinking of doing this yoga? Oh, I had no clue what I was expecting. A friend of mine had tried it, so I knew, and she had said, oh, you'll sweat loads, it's crazy hot, and I was just curious. I was like, "How? How can it be? How can it be that hot? How, how can you actually sweat that much doing a yoga class?" And uh, so that curiosity got me into the room. I 
well, I didn't know how to watch expect in my first class. And you don't know what to expect, but it's just about listening to the teacher, really. And they explain everything to you beforehand, um, like I would would, would do with students now. And um, they kind of put you at ease going in there, because you'll have always heard different kind of stories. And, oh, even sometimes you can hear scary stories, but some people won't have, you know, everyone has a different kind of experience in there. So you just listening to the teacher and just taking small steps inside there. Yeah, I'm sure I got through my class and that's it. I went back the next day and the next day and that was it. So after your first class, what made you go back and do it again and again and again? In Canada, they do um, like a, an intro offer. So it was a one-week offer. So I signed up for their offer anyway, firstly. So that way kept me going back for that week. And then I, personally, so I went five days in, the, in that one week and I just found it absolutely incredible. But I thought to myself, oh no can't really afford it, it's a little bit expensive and all you know, all these kind of different excuses for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't go back for about eight weeks, but that's all I thought about for the eight weeks was how good I felt when I did do it and how I didn't have any pain. And of course then my back pain came back because I wasn't doing any yoga, you know. So then I decided, well actually if I just change a few little things in my lifestyle, then I actually can afford to do the yoga. And that was it. I just, um, I went back two months later and I was hooked. I signed up for their monthly, every month to pay monthly and that was it. Yeah. Prioritise different things, yeah. In Canada, is there a different uh, system with Bikram or is it the same here in Ireland? No, it's the exact same. So any 90-minute Bikram yoga class that you go to around the world, it's the exact same. Um, now saying that, you, you know yourself from having tried the class, you feel different during every class. So the postures are the same. There are 26 postures, two breathing exercises, but you feel different. So depending on how your day is going, your week, your month, you might be tired, run down, you might be a little bit low in energy, or you might be a little bit stressed. And no matter how you feel going into the class, you have a different type of experience. And whatever experience you have is basically what your body needs on that day. And you can never tell how you're going to react. You could drive yourself into the class feeling just like, oh my God, why am I coming in here? And next thing, have an absolutely incredible class. And then some days you might float into the room going, oh yes, I'm, I feel super today. And next thing, the heat will hit you and you just have to listen to your body and just take a break. So it, you never know how you're going to react, but everywhere around the world, the postures are always the same more or less the same kind of dialogue but different accents and different the way people speak obviously it will be varied in that way but otherwise yeah the 90 minute original hot yoga the big room you'll get you can walk into any studio in the world and be comfortable inside there knowing what to expect you know so after taking classes in Canada, where did you go after that to continue your Bikram yoga practice? Yeah, well, well, I actually went traveling for a couple of months after I left Canada, and I would have gone to a couple of studios in South America, um, such as one or two studios around South America because I was traveling, and then I came back to Ireland, and there was no studio at the time in Limerick, actually, so I used to commute to Dublin every now and again, and I would practice in Dublin, and then I did my own self-practice at home. And eventually then, the girl who opened the studio in Limerick five years ago, obviously she opened, and that was it. I got into my practice in Limerick, and recently then she um, ended her time in Limerick, so she moved back to Dublin, and I took over the studio. So, yeah, great. How do you get certified in Bikram Yoga? Oh, you have to do the Bikram Yoga teacher training, the official course. 
So that, for me, that was in Los Angeles at the time. Like, it's, right now, it's on in Mexico. So it kind of moves around. It's been on in India and Thailand. So it moves around the world to different locations. But for me, I did it three years ago, and it was in Los Angeles, and it's with Bikram himself. It's a specific training. You have to do it. You cannot teach Bikram otherwise. And uh, it's an intense training, but I loved it, and it was really um, something I wanted to do for a long time. I was practicing yoga for five years before I managed to actually to do the training, um, and I wouldn't um, change anything. It was absolutely fantastic. And the yoga you were practicing for the five years, was that Bikram or other yogas? That was Bikram. I would have tried other types of yoga as well, just uh, because curiosity was there, obviously. I had only ever tried Bikram, and I was thinking, oh, I must try other types of yoga. It's the heat that kind of keeps you coming back. It's just that little bit more of a challenge. You like the postures, or it's, it's normal hatha yoga, so it's beginner's yoga, really. But it, the heat makes it challenging and makes it, a little bit different, you know. So that's what made me fall in love with the Bikram Yoga, really. Can you explain to us what happens in the teaching to become a teacher? Oh yeah, so at the training, so it's about nine weeks and it's six days a week. So you've got two Bikram Yoga classes every day. That's a 19 minute classes, of course, at training, when you go over. So here, you could be in the room for longer than 19 minutes, obviously. So yeah, you're doing two Bikram Yoga classes a day. You've got lectures, posture clinics. Um, you're learning in depth about the yoga, about the postures, about corrections of postures. Yeah, the lectures go late on into the night, into the night as well. So, and then you're up again next morning for more yoga. So it's it's, it's like a little yoga bubble basically. And uh, I make lots of friends, lots of contacts around the world as well. It's really enjoyable, but you, you have to have an open mind and know what you're going into, you know, what you're expecting, because it's a lot of hard work as well. Very hard work, but it, it pays off in the end. Yeah. The temperature the same around the world, or does it vary from location to location? No, like <clears> it's, <throat> it's a standard like 40, 40, so 40 degrees heat and 40 degrees humidity. But depending on the country, like we live in Ireland, so we get a lot of rain, so that, that can kind of increase the humidity. So, you know, it, it varies. So like over here, it might be 38 degrees temperature, but the humidity would be higher. And then in some countries, like maybe in, let's say, Dubai, you know, it's so hot over there, it'd be 40 degrees nearly all the time. Where, so it's nearly, you feel cooler going into the into the room, you know. Like I, I actually taught in um, Palm Springs and Palm Desert there for a couple of classes after my teacher training. And it was 42 degrees outside, and I was going to teach in a room that was 40 degrees. So I actually felt like, oh my God, it's hotter outside than it is in the yoga room. So it really depends. Like, the temperature is set, you know, it's it's 40 degrees, humidity, 40 degree temperature. But it really depends on the country you live in as well, you know. It can affect, affect different things. Like, even, let's say, living in Ireland, it's cold a lot of the time. It's damp, you know. So your, your joints are prone to being or you can feel aches and pains easily in your joints whereas maybe if you live somewhere nice and warm maybe Arizona or something in America it's a lot warmer so you don't really feel that as much as you do here and let's say when you go into the room here you're a lot stiffer and tighter whereas if you live in a warmer country you're already a lot used there without even realising it so that kind of affects your experience in the room as well so when you travel around the world and practice in different studios you kind of you have that extra challenge being in a different environment so yeah it's interesting what does the word Bikram mean? 
Well, Bikram is actually the name of the guru, the, the founder of the yoga. So it's, it's his actual name. So he's Bikram Chaudhary. So the name then is Bikram Yoga. So he's from Calcutta in India. And he came up with the sequence um, a long time ago. And that's the type of yoga now that it's named Ashram. Like when he teaches it, it's very Indian orientated or very Western? The teaching of it is a specific dialogue actually from Bikram himself. So he is Indian, so he came up with the, the dialogue, of course, translated into his own English from having moved to America. So it would be, I suppose, it's not really Western. Like, it, there's a lot of, um, I suppose, debate over that, you know, with different types of yoga being kind of Westernized now at the moment. And people could say, I suppose, that because it's a specific sequence and a specific way, that it's, it would be more, more Westernized. But it's just about bringing the yoga and making it available to, to more people. So taught in a way that they can kind of understand it as well. And the 26 postures and moves are done. Are they the same throughout um, each teacher? Yeah, yeah. So it's always Bikram Yoga is that 26 posture sequence. It's always the exact same. If it's not in that sequence, it's not of the original Bikram Yoga. Um, so that the original Bikram Yoga is the 26 posture practice in that specific sequence. And it's for, for a reason, it's, it's, it's been proven medically, you know, different research has been done on as well. And so that sequence of postures in that particular way held for the certain length of time. It's all to help to heal and repair the body, helping with flexibility, with joint mobility. And as well, like it helps with eliminating toxins from it. Or every organ of the body, including the skin, you know. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a specific sequence that was done by Bikram himself, yeah. The prana breathing, is that the same throughout all yoga as well? So there's different types of breathing throughout different types of yoga. And with the Bikram yoga, that we start with our pranayama breathing. And it's good for your lungs and respiratory system. And it, helps, it, it prepares you for the class. So you're fitting your lungs to the lowest part on your inhale and then your exhale and you're exhaling all that stale air from the lowest part of your lungs and you're just helping to increase the lung capacity for your class and it actually really helps to prepare you for your class and it prepares as well let's say your neck and your shoulders as well and you're moving your arms and your head at the beginning as well you're synchronizing the arms and the head but you're actually setting you're kind of loosening out your joints a little bit for the posture coming up in the warm-up after it so it can be a little tricky getting that breathing exercise at the very beginning, but it's all about listening. Just listening carefully to what's been said. and You, you get it over time then eventually, you know. The 26 poses, what parts of the body do they work on? Every part of the body. Literally, um, it helps to improve your flexibility, your joint mobility, improving muscle tone, strengthens your body as well. You're helping to increase the blood circulation to the joints and the ligaments as well. And then that helps with tendons and works on improving your balance as well. If you've got joint problems, lubricating the joints and easing any inflammation as well. It's great for helping like your digestive system and strengthens actually your immune system as well. Sequence of postures really helps to strengthen the body. And again, with the sweating, eliminating toxins and with the breathing, improving your lung capacity. So it, it works every single part of your body. And you just need to know yourself as well when to take a break during the class. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed, 
you just need to sit down and just focus on your breath. Sometimes people can get they can get quite um, competitive with themselves inside there, so they want to keep going and they want to keep doing every single posture, but actually you're better off sometimes just feeling quite overwhelmed just to take a break for a few minutes and to get, bring the focus back to your breathing. Then it, it makes it much easier to continue the class. You don't want to be struggling too much, you know? You want to enjoy it as well. Why don't you breathe through your mouth through the entire uh, session of yoga? Well, in the very, very start of the class, you uh, do a little bit of my breathing with the pranayama and in the very, very end of the class. But otherwise, during the postures, it's because of the heat. So you're breathing in and out through your nose and that keeps the body nice and calm inside there. And it does stop the body from panicking in any stage as well by breathing in and out through your nose. Because if you're breathing through your mouth, which is very normal, you can do it sometimes without even realizing it during the class and it's like a fight or flight reaction you can kind of panic the body sometimes by breathing through your mouth it really teaches you how to be aware of your breathing and to breathe in and out through your nose and even i've had other yoga teachers who teach different styles of yoga come in and practice the bikram and they're like wow i didn't realize how important it is about the breathing like i teach the breathing all the time but actually when you're in the hot room you really have to focus a hundred percent on that press you know it took me months and months and months when I was first practicing the yoga to understand the breathing through your nose was so important. Like I was like, oh yeah, what? Sure, what do they know? As a teacher, you know, what do they know? Um, I can breathe through my mouth if I want to. And I struggled so much. I really struggled in the class. And I couldn't figure it out. And eventually one day, you kind of hear things when you need to hear it. And I heard the teacher say it. She wouldn't have said it all the time. But I eventually heard her say breathe through your nose now and it would make class much easier. So I was like, oh yeah, maybe if I breathe through my nose. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if she would have probably said that all the time, but I didn't hear it because I was thinking, oh, I must do this posture this way. I wasn't really listening very carefully about the breathing. And you just hear different things when you're ready to hear it. It's a breathing in and out through your nose really keeps the body nice and calm inside in the class. Why did it take you so long to hear that particular part of the movement? It's like with everything, you could be practicing the yoga for years and not hear different things. You only hear it when you're ready to hear it. So I suppose I was focusing more, I imagine, on, oh, I need to do this posture this way and I need to go and make this posture look like I think it's supposed to look. But actually, I was probably stressing my body doing that and I was not breathing properly. So I would have been struggling and struggling in the class. And then when you hear different things like the breathing, oh, okay, wait a second now, I don't have to push myself in the posture so much if I just focus on my breathing for now and then I'll get into the posture a little easier and I don't have to go as far as I think I should go. You know, we, we all think we need to do things perfectly, but actually it's the yoga teaches you that you just, it's not yoga perfect, it's yoga practice. So you just literally do what do what you can, you know. And yeah, it took me a while to listen about the breathing, but it was all about listening. I wasn't listening properly. So that's the yoga teaches you as well how to listen. How does the yoga affect the the mental part in the mind? Similar again, you know, um, teaching you how to listen and kind of teaching you how to just disconnect from everything that might be going on in your own life. So if you've got a lot of stresses going on, if different things are stressing you out, work, home, if you're tired or, you know, just everyone has different things going on in their life. The yoga then, I suppose it's 90 minutes for yourself. No distractions, only really yourself. So you're only distracting yourself with your mind. And you kind of have to get out of your own head and just listen to the teacher. And then 
do you have that 90 minutes for yourself and it just brings so much clarity, helps with stress, anxiety as well. And again, getting the breathing is a huge part of it because that really helps you to deal with stressful situations. So, you know, you're in the hot room, you might be panicking a little bit, you might be struggling a small bit, you're overwhelmed. But you have to think, think to yourself, okay, I'm going to take a break right now and I'm just going to breathe and nothing's going to get in my way of doing that. And you know what that teaches you then how to kind of react to things outside of the room, you know, how to deal with different situations outside of the room. You might take a moment to be like, can you breathe now and then react rather than before you ended on the yoga and just jump straight into a situation, you know? So, um, yeah, it brings a lot of clarity and helps with a lot of stress. Is there any research to say how it affects the, the mind um, in a mechanical aspect? Yeah, oh, well, there's a lot of research. Um, I know they've done, I don't have the exact um, information, but I know it's at the University of Colorado, I think that could be wrong on that. They've done a lot of research, definitely in Colorado, on um, the benefits and of the yoga and on, for the mind as well, for, for the entire body, actually. So I would have to look that up directly i wouldn't have the exact um information on that but there's definitely a lot of proven uh, results and research on it i mean it helps to build um your mental focus as well and then it does it promotes mindfulness you know so um but i don't have the exact um information on you know research or anything like that yeah do you see it as a yeah. form of of meditation it is <laughs> i suppose compared to other types of yoga it's quite an intense class but it's all about just listening to your body, listening to the teacher. And, you know, it helps you to build your patience, to build mental focus, promote mindfulness as well. So you just, you're listening to your, your body, your breath. You're, you're healing your body. And you're calming the body and the mind as well. You know, it helps through the breathing, you know. So it is fantastic for, for mindfulness and for bringing clarity as well, but in a different type of way, you know, like... You've got this 90 minutes of this, like, intense class, but you have nothing else to focus on. There's no phones, there's no distractions, there's no internet, there's nobody pulling out or dragging into you. No, it's just you in the room. And even though there might be 10, 20, 30 other people beside you practicing, it doesn't matter if you're the only person in the room or if there's another 30 people in the room beside you. It's literally your own practice and it's not being distracted by anything else, you know? Why is it practiced on carpet than other materials? Oh, well, different rooms um, have different flooring, I suppose. Now, the carpet we have is specifically for that type of yoga, so it's, um, it's easy, clean, and it's breathable. So, but I've uh, been to studios where it's been different types of flooring as well, but mostly carpet, yeah, because it's easier to clean. And, it, well, it's the type of carpet, it's a breathable, breathable type of fabric. And as well, you're actually... Um, some, well, I suppose some practices, they might step onto the, the mat for when we step onto the carpet, but you're building the extra strength. You're, so you're using the carpet to build your strength in your leg muscles as well, you know, when you're doing some of those separate leg stretching postures. This month you're offering other yogas. Um, do they fit mm-hmm. into the Bikram system or are they different yogas? No, it's different and it's a different issue <coughs> as well. Yeah, so we are doing yin yoga. So we're going to be practicing that just in a warm temperature. So that will only be, it won't even be 25 degrees. Because you'll be nice and warm inside in the room. And um, that's the yin yoga. So it's like a restorative yoga. You'll hold the postures for a lot longer healing and repairing for the body and then Brittany will also be teaching a vinyasa flow class so 
that's a non-Yiva class. And a lot of people would practice that around the world, but that would be a quite popular type of yoga. And it varies then, the sequence would vary in both of those classes. So I don't have too much experience practicing those classes. I'm very excited that she'll be starting with us and that we kind of learn more about different types of yoga. I took the students as well. Yeah, try <laughs> yeah. Out, outside of the benefits you said, is there any other benefits that you haven't mentioned that Bikram Yoga helps as well? Yeah, well, um, I suppose it's great for your posture as well. It really helps to improve um, your posture, the alignment of your spine as well. Like it helps your, you know, kind of hunch back or even scoliosis or even arthritis of the spine, your back problems as well. So it helps to ease back pain and then just even if, well, obviously, like I was saying, with stress, plastic for the stress, um, and it helps to strengthen your immune system. And then, let's say, your lung capacity as well, just breathing, and you're basically, you're working every single part of your body. So it's helping, like you're, even in parts of the you're working your thyroid gland, your pituitary gland, and it helps with, let's say, hormone levels as well, or regulating um, your chemical imbalances in the body, you know, like helping to regulate your hormone levels, your blood sugar levels, entire body and also it is good for like I say from in class it's good for helping to regulate your sleep patterns your sleep wake cycle if you find it hard to sleep you'll find you know that your body is a lot calmer maybe at night time or you can sleep a lot uh, easier halfway through the the yoga you lie down what does that do yeah so savasana so that then we have a two minute savasana and that is so nice. So after your standing postures, you get to lie down for two minutes. And it's very specific. So it's not just lying down. Like when you're lying down, you're just letting your entire body relax to the floor. You're not holding on to any tension. You're just connecting with your breath again. Maybe you've lost the breathing a little bit during the standing postures. And you just kind of get to bring that awareness back to your breathing. And it's like your gas station. So you're fueling up your body now in your savasana to help you to prepare for the end of your class in your floor series. You know, your mind can start racing during your savasana as well, so it can seem like quite an easy posture um, physically, but mentally it can be very challenging posture because you're kind of playing with distractions that are on your mind. You just have to learn to kind of um, acknowledge those distractions. Let it pass, really, and connect with your breath. And, yeah, so we have our savasana then in between all of our boxes and store series, and they have just to absorb the benefits, let's say, from the posture you've just done and to give you that little bit of relaxation between those postures because it can be quite intense. You know, you've come to the floor series and all of a sudden your heart's racing. They might seem like an easier sequence, but actually they can be a lot more challenging because you've already worked your body so hard during the class. Do you know what Savasa means? Uh, yeah, so it's a resting pose. Yeah, so it's dead body pose is what it actually means. So it's uh, the Sanskrit name, Savasa. And when you were learning Bikram, did you have to learn Sanskrit as well, or was it just some, some words you had to learn? Yeah, so we learned the words, the names for the posture. So I would say them sometimes, depending on my timing for the class. So <laughs> um, some of them can be quite long. So yeah, I, start, I kind of say a mix of them during class. There's a Sanskrit name or the, the English name term for them. Yeah, we would have learned all of them though at our training, absolutely. And at the end of the class, you say Namaste. Do you know what that means? Namaste is, it's like um, a, a well-wish, you know, the divine in me honors the divine in you, or, you know, similar to that, so it's like just um, peace and love, and so it's just a little um, term at the end of class that is said, 
So it's, it's nice, but it's used in most yoga or even last year I was in Nepal. I was traveling in Nepal and namaste or namaskar is a greeting. So they, they greet you with it. So they would always like uh, place their hands together and bow their heads and say namaste and then namaskar if they're leaving. So it's, uh, which I found really fun actually, you know, because I, I say namaste at the end of class and then that's just their greeting for hello, how are you, you know, so... When you go traveling around the world, do you pick up different things to bring into your practice? Oh yeah, from taking class from different teachers, you'll always hear something a little different and you'll, um, even just a different, hearing a different voice, it gives you a little bit more insight into a posture that you might be teaching. So it's not that you're changing the posture, it's just that you're learning it in a little bit more depth maybe sometimes, or you just hear it in a different way, or you might pick up something that you can add to your own teaching practice, or even to your own practice not necessarily the teaching yeah in all the yoga you've learned and experienced and walked through does your wrist and your back hurt you now no i honestly so my wrist rarely gives me trouble now i mean i would have suffered for years i broke my wrist maybe i suppose 15 years ago and for a good seven years before i started the yoga it was constant i had constant pain in it. and i would have gone for treatments and everything but you know, being a massage therapist as well, you're constantly using your arms. So it's, it was just one of these repetitive injuries that would keep coming back. I must say 100% my wrist, I have not had giant problems in my wrist at all. Um, but my back now obviously would kind of, um, yeah, you might get a little bit of a, a niggle in it sometimes. But compared to what it used to be when I started practicing eight years ago, I used to have horrendous back pain. I could barely sit down for like... 10, 15 minutes at a time without getting problems in it. And you know, you go to physio and all these different things. But at the same time, the, the price adds up with that as well. And from just doing the yoga, saving so much money from having to even go for physio appointments was amazing, you know. What I found was I would have been trying to strengthen my back. So I would have been going to the gym or doing different types of exercise. But from the yoga, and everyone finds there's something different that suits them, but I found the yoga really helped me to strengthen my back and improve my posture. And through that, like, I won't, I won't say I haven't had a problem in eight years. Of course, I have definitely, um, you have different things. You'll even maybe have a, a stumble and next thing you'll, you'll put something out. But at the same time, it heals a lot quicker now. If I do, let's say if I do put my back out doing something, it heals so much quicker now. Uh, and I don't have problems at all. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> because it, there's nothing worse than, than joint pain. You know, it, it really is sore and it's really debilitating as well, you know, like you're really restricted with different things that you can do. And I'll, I'll have learned as well from the past, let's say, from my practice. So when my back wasn't at me, you know, when I could go really deep into my postures and it was fantastic. And next thing, maybe I might have tripped over something or, you know, just injured it again. And next thing, you're back to square one. You have to take a huge step back with your practice. And that's a real mental challenge. It's nearly killing you because you know that you could go so far in your postures and now you really have to step back and go back to basics. But that builds strength again. So it really helps to build strength, mental strength, and you eventually get that physical strength back. And you're, a few months later, you're back into your practice with even, um, even, with even better respect for the postures, you know? So, yeah, I would have found that it helped me massively with any joint problems. If you could tell your, your 20-year-old self one thing to improve, what would it be? Oh my God, if I could tell my 20-year-old self, I'd say start Bikram Yoga sooner. <laughs> in looking back of everything you've you've done, would you change anything um, in your life? In my life? Um, no, I suppose I've, uh, 
and great life, I suppose, which is great to say. No, the, like I said to say, like the only thing I would actually definitely say to my younger self is to start uh, something like become yoga sooner. I've actually been to every single continent in the world, so I just can't believe that in my early 30s that I can say that. And I would have never thought that as a teenager. But, you know, you, you don't know how your life is going to go, but I definitely wouldn't change anything. It's been incredible. And especially discovering the yoga has just, like, changed my life. Like, it's just it's incredible. So, yeah, it's um, pretty happy where I am. <laughs> if there was an alternative to Bikram yoga, would you do it? An alternative? Yes. Um, there's definitely different types of hot yoga. Um, I haven't actually tried any of them. Yeah, I suppose I would try them, but I think I would always go back to the to Bikram, to the original hot yoga. It's just, um, it's my passion. It's, it's what I love. So it's always nice to try different things and to have an open mind. Um, but I think I would always go back to the original 26 postures, two breathing exercises, just because I found so much benefits from it personally, you know. And is there a difference between hot yoga and Bikram yoga? Bikram is the original hot yoga, so that is the original. It was Bikram himself um, introduced the actual heat to the yoga as a concept. So then I suppose you, you'll always have your other types of yoga then that will see the benefits with the heat. And yes, there's a few, um, I think there's a couple of different types of hot yoga, but I actually wouldn't, I wouldn't have the experience in them. I wouldn't have tried them either yet. Not to say I won't ever try them, but I just haven't tried them yet, yeah. Is there a, a book that you recommend or share to your friends or family? I don't really have anything. Oh, God, I can't even think of the name, but Bikram does have a good book himself. I don't, I don't even know the title of it. I'll have to, to get that. Laura, where can we find you? So I teach in Delta Sports Dome in uh, Limerick City in Ireland. We always get people visiting from around the world as well so we get a lot of people visiting from America as well to kind of pop in for class so yeah so it's a nice studio in Limerick and Limerick's a lovely associate as well as you know so yeah that's where our studio is based and we're the only studio in Limerick as well Ah oh, cool and if people want to go online where can they find you? So it's bikramyogalimerick.ie so that's our website and we're also on Facebook as Bikram Yoga Limerick Fantastic, Laura. I want to say thank you very much for coming to the show and sharing what you got to share. Yeah, thank you so much, Ariel. Fantastic. Delighted. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.